from KQED. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Carly. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The Cooler, your weekly dose of pop culture commentary. So this week we have kind of a shorter episode because it's Thanksgiving and we're taking time to be thankful for that. That we are. But we knew that you guys would be thankful to get a little something extra from us. Just a, just just a, little, a little bit. Just a soup song. A little side dish? Yes. We, we'll call this the gravy. And the mashed potatoes. <laughs> Collard greens, whatever. Okay. Whatever you're into. Okay. Brussels. Sauce. Yes. Yeah. All of it. So we thought we would focus on what we're grateful for because it's been a tough couple of weeks. It's, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. things have happened. Let's yes. pass some gratitude around yeah. this table yeah. here. It cannot hurt to remember the things that we are living for. I feel like that just got really dark. <laughs> it is dark times. <laughs> You're just hanging on, I Emmanuel. Mean, this, let me just go down the list of things I'm living for. Right? <laughs> Emmanuel is clearly referring to the fact that uh, summertime has just ended. Right. And the clocks have uh, fallen back. Right. So when you're talking about dark times, you mean quite literally dark. That's why the inside of my brain is the last part of Harry Potter when it's Deathly Hollows and have you guys seen it? No? I have not. <laughs> it's a reference that means I'm depressed. Oh. <laughs> dark times. But grateful for a lot of things. I'll start, I guess, since I just made everything really depressing. Let's start with empowering people that I get strength from. Mm-hmm, Certainly mm-hmm. through quotes and just people's existence. One such person, I mean, come on, Maya Angelou, always. Oh, come on. Here's a quote from Maya. You may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. Try to be a rainbow in someone's cloud. Do not complain. Make every effort to change things you do not like. If you cannot make a change, change the way you have been thinking. You might find a new solution. Mm. Like, thank you, so there Maya. Is- Always the ability to change. Dr. Angelou. And there's always the ability to quote Maya Angelou. Yes. (laughs) Oprah has taught us that much. Indeed. Another person who said something recently that I was like, yes, is Pussy Riot member. I hope I say this right. Nadezhda Tolokonikova. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you have not pronounced it right. (laughs) The pause. Was it the pause? (laughs) It It was the pause. But you know what? She'll forgive me. She will. Here's what she has to say. Quote. I got some questions from people like, if everything is so bad as you're describing right now, why are you so happy? I'm happy just because I don't want them to steal my life. I don't want them to steal my happiness and joy. Just take back your joy and fight back. Clearly, she's been reading Maya. Clearly. Okay. Mm-hmm. They are connected. Mm-hmm. Everything's connected. Everything's connected. We're all one, et cetera, et cetera. I also am very thankful for Solange's album. <laughs> We've talked about it on the show already. Mm-hmm. And so much of what she has in there has to do with the way I've been feeling right now mm-hmm. recently. But I was listening and I realized that it goes through all the stages of grief. Starting with Denial. She has a song. <laughs> <laughs> she has a song called Cranes in the Sky. That's my jam. And she talks about all the ways that she tried to get over depression or feeling down. She says, I tried to drink it away. I tried to dance it away. Mm-hmm. I slept it away. I sexed it away. I read it away. Away. So she's saying that all of these things work. She's saying that she attempted to get rid of the feelings by doing all of those things. And guess what? Don't work. Oh. I think I misread that song. I was like, cool. 
I want to do that. <laughs> that sounds lovely. <laughs> sounds like a great weekend. And then you process through that emotion, denial, and you get to anger. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell mad hell. featuring Little Wayne. Five for one, I'm still mad that Little, Little Wayne, Wayne is on. <laughs> so you are mad at Little Wayne. Yeah. You can take away the F and the E yeah. of feet. And you know what? You got a lot to be mad about. Then you move on from anger to depression. Mm-hmm. Weary. Mm-hmm. I'm weary of the ways of the world. Oh my God, it's amazing we managed to get Solange in the studio. Mm-hmm. She's so talented. From SNL to the cooler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> then you go from depression to acceptance. Rise. So you will wake up mm-hmm. and rise. Mm-hmm. So her album's been helping me a lot. Clearly. Another thing I'm grateful for. 2016 is almost over. Almost. It is almost over. It was really therapeutic to watch John Oliver blow it up. Though. Yes. I don't know if you guys saw that episode. Set fire to it and walk away. Mm-hmm. It was when he fell over on the side. I was like, yes. <laughs> so, Jameedra, what are you grateful for? Oh, <clears throat> let me get my list. Okay, so let me first just start by saying I'm grateful for whatever divine force has kept me afloat these past few weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm still standing, how I'm still walking, but it's been rough. Gaia, Krishna, whoever Some, you are. I don't know who, what, what. The moon, <laughs> the universe is has, is is holding me up. Um, laughter. Mm-hmm. Mm, I feel like comedy is just like that gets me through pretty much anything. If we can laugh about it, we will be all right. Uh, can we laugh about that? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, we're keeping this in. We're going to laugh about the fact that I specifically okay, said, listen. "Put your phones on do not disturb." A comedy. What had happened was <laughs> I had forgot. So. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> That's staying in. If I listen to this and it's edited out, I'm going to be really f***ing annoyed. Emmanuel. Excuse me. <laughs> and listener, she is gesticulating wildly in my direction. She's like, if you cut this out, I'm sweating with anger. You. And I just swore. I'm sorry. I have to cut out the swearing there. And lastly, I am grateful for my mother, for my grandmother, and every teacher and elder who taught me the value of empathy and critical thinking. Yes, queen. I believe it served me well for most of my life. And I'm counting on it to serve me well for the years to come. Amen to Amen. all of that. <laughs> Where's the choir? Amen. Well, gosh, that was so heartfelt. I feel like whatever I say is going to sound really glib now. Carly's like, I'm going on vacation. I am thankful <laughs> for my PTO. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, America. Yes. Well, what I will say is that... God, this is going to sound like an Oscars acceptance speech now. I'm very glad for the availability of wonderful art that surrounds mm. us because I had a rough morning recently. I think a lot of people might have had maybe on the same day. I'm not sure. I don't perhaps, want to go into perhaps. that too much. Yeah. But I woke up and it was very clear to me what I needed to do to get through my journey to work. Mm-hmm. I picked my favorite book off the shelf and I read it on the train into work because I really wanted to remind myself that... This is how it works. And regardless of what happens in the world, there will always be wonderful things, like Mm -hmm. wonderful totems of creativity. And sometimes you're lucky enough to be able to pick them off a shelf and put them in your pocket and take them where you're going, which is pretty incredible. Mm -hmm. My husband always says to me, like, no matter what's happening, you can choose to be happy. And that is very, very true. And I'm always like, I am not there yet. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get there. And you know what, guys? I'm grateful for you. No, but seriously, you're awesome. Let's wrap this up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, since you both got a little mushy, I wasn't going to say this. No. Are we crying in here today? (laughs) I've cried enough. (laughs) I'll cry in my bed in the dark like I'm used to for the past couple weeks. (laughs) 
So one of the things I'm grateful for is being able to do this show with you guys. And obviously the goal of this show is to talk about pop culture in a smart way, but it's also to create a space for marginalized or excluded voices to come forward. And it means a lot to me that we get to do this and make a change in the world, however small. And when we get letters or tweets from people who are listening who are saying like, oh, this touched me or I feel seen or anything like that, it reminds me of Mm -hmm. why we do this. Mm -hmm. And on the surface, it might seem like silly and frivolous, but it matters to people and it matters to me. And thanks for doing it. Thanks, dude. And one last thankful (laughs) note. I'm thankful for these sweet tweets that you guys send us. Like our listeners send us the sweetest tweets. And it's it's, lovely. It's fun to just log on to Twitter and be like, oh, I got a notification. You're like, ah. Yes. Yes. For a space that is renowned for its kind of roiling rage (laughs) and (laughs) hatred, the fact that we seem to pretty much only get lovely things sent to us, that means a great deal. So thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah. As Emmanuel would say. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we're ending this. (laughs) Wow. That's quite the note to end on. So we're going to leave you with a mini episode we did last year, but some of you might be new listeners. So you can listen to it for the first time. If you've been a longtime listener, you can listen again. Refresh yourself. We will tell you how to survive (laughs) your family, long flights, and bad food. So enjoy. We will talk to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. This miniature episode in all its perfectly formed glory is going to be all about the holidays because the chances are that you're listening to this on a train or on a plane or maybe even a bus. Wow. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about fun stuff like how to survive your family at the holiday season. Necessary. And also how to make flying a very pleasant experience. Actual real tips. Is that possible? to Yes, I have tips. I'm looking forward to this. So Emmanuel, start us off with how to survive family. Oof. It's loaded. <laughs> I'm picking my words carefully because you, my family members listen I to this I was just podcast. about to ask. Names have been concealed to protect the innocent. Exactly. So here's what I do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always work. A, <laughs> you think drinking is a good idea. But do not overdo it because then you're going to pop off and say all the things you've been meaning to say. You don't see these people that often if you don't live at home. I- these people? <laughs> <laughs> How rude. Yeah. Incidentally, I refer to my children as these people often. Yes, you do. I love it. <laughs> so I usually try to hydrate and not drink too much where I just tell my dad every single thing he needs to know mm. about how I feel about him. It's not the time or place. I'm not going to ruin everyone's holiday. So drink in moderation, first point. B, help cook. You can focus on the food and it puts everyone's attention onto something else that isn't like the issues between you. Such a smart tip. Mm. Keep your hands busy. Yes. And then it's like, oh my God, thank you so much for making this thing for us. And there's just goodwill everywhere. Nice. Oh, where'd you get this recipe? Talk about food. Something else my family does is we take a photo from the 80s and recreate it every year. Oh, I was going to do that on Instagram. It's really fun. Yeah. So we all focus our 
imaginations and creative energy on doing that together and it's kind of a bonding moment and it also lets you look back on simpler times where everyone got along always and <laughs> things are cool everything was wonderful <laughs> so if you don't want to take a photo or recreate a photo play a game like just do something together that isn't fighting these are very useful practical mm-hmm. tips you're coming out with i can't Thank wait you. to hear the next one i usually go and ready with like three anecdotes for people who don't see me that often they're like what's going on and if you just say like nothing it's awkward so for this year i'm going to talk about this podcast how exciting it is i'm going to have to talk about my hair color because they're going to want to talk about it Mm -hmm. they're they're going to want to judge me and say i'm too old but i'm not too old and for the (laughs) listeners at home who can't see you right now what color would you describe your current shade as i would say it's like a a sunrise. Mm-hmm. Sunrise Kingdom. Mm-hmm. I think That's what it's I'm say. like um, that pink stuff that you get at fairgrounds. I was going to say cotton candy. Hello. Cotton candy. There you go. Right? I yep. like it. Thank you. Um, my family will not, but. <laughs> well, you're a loved here, sir. This Thank is you. a safe space. And my final point is I was watching Master of None, Aziz Ansari's mm-hmm. new show, which is great. And there's the second episode deals with immigrant parents. And it's all about how the, several of the characters go out to dinner with their immigrant dads. And you see some of those fathers' lives in the countries they came from and what they went through, but that it's not being communicated to the children. So there's no way for like first-generation kids like myself to really get the full brunt of how hard it was to pick themselves up, move to a new country, make it work. And I think even if my dad doesn't get me and doesn't like that I'm gay and and we have all these issues about that, I'll never understand what he went through and what is shading his worldview. And so I just have to be empathetic to that mm-hmm. and respect that and not try to change him because my main thing is I don't want him trying to change me. So I shouldn't go with that same frame of mind with him and try to change him either. So I just need to respect who he is. He needs to respect who I am. And then we can move on from there. So those are my tips for how to deal with your parents or family or loved ones. Those are really good too. I like them because they were personal, but also very practical. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're getting a bit serious here, aren't we? <laughs> Which one will you use? Cooking. Cooking. I cook all the time, like constantly, like 24-7. Just occupy those hands. Yes. I think the empathy piece. If someone says something offensive, then you just go into the empathy mode, take a deep breath, Mm -hmm. and let the empathy wash over you so you don't, (laughs) as in the words of our president, pop off. Yes. Yes. I love that we can say that now. (laughs) As our president says. To quote Barack Obama. Yes. (laughs) If somebody wants to pop off. Yes. (laughs) So Carly has some tips on how to make the best of being stuck in a plane for long periods of time. What do you got? And Carly, before we start, tell us why you're the expert at flying. I am a bird. (laughs) (laughs) Most of my life flying above the Earth's Uh atmosphere. Um, No, I, you may have deduced, guys, I'm not one of you. What? I know. What do you mean? I am from New York. (laughs) How could you? We thought you were a Malibu girl this whole time. I am a citizen of the United Kingdom. And um, once or twice a year, um, I fly back uh, to see my family who still live in England. So I have this, um, I, haven't, I haven't got a name for my formula, but I'm just going to call it the formula with mm. the capitalized. With the TM on the I was going to say, exactly. we have to trademark this. <laughs> trademark. Um, so I really want to share it with you guys because I am a champion sleeper on flights and it makes the world of difference. Mm. If you arrive and you haven't slept off a 11-hour flight from San Francisco to Heathrow, 
you're going to be exhausted, you're going to be crabby, and then it's going to lead into family problems of the kind that you then need Emmanuel Hapsis' mm-hmm. tips for. Mm-hmm. But if you sleep on the flight, your life will be wonderful. So all here's right. how you do it. It's all about the carry-on. You need in your carry-on, number one, a big soft scarf. I'll explain later. Number two, <laughs> noise-cancelling headphones. Don't be cheap. Buy some good ones. Number three, PJs. Make sure they're soft. You can get them anywhere. Number four, moisturizer. Number five, Vaseline. You won't believe where that goes. Number <laughs> six, Vicks Vapor Rub. You guys have that here, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> Just joking. Number seven, a pillow. Number eight, a water bottle. Number nine, Benadryl. Ooh. Number 10, wet wipes. Whoa. Oh. And this is how you're going to use them. Okay. This is a serious like kit. Okay. This is serious stuff. Okay. Honestly, this is the difference between you having a great family holiday and a dreadful family holiday. Okay. Number one, you're going to sit down on your plane. Wait till it takes off. Choose a movie. Choose a good one. Choose wisely. Maybe choose something you've seen before uh, or something that came out in the multiplex, but you just didn't want to pay for the ticket. Don't watch Pride and Prejudice or Sense and Sensibility. I will just say that for personal reasons. Um, eat your dinner. Eat the lovely dinner they bring you. It's probably not lovely, but just choose wisely and eat it. Very important. Have a glass of red wine, preferably mm-hmm. two. Make sure you drink your water with the red wine because otherwise you're going to get super dehydrated Mm -hmm. and you're going to feel terrible. You're going to have a headache. It's not going to help the sleeping plan. Right. Okay. You've had your dinner. You've had your wine and the lights are going to go off if you're on a transatlantic flight. Finish up your movie. Reach into your carry-on bag. Take a Benadryl or two. I don't know what the legal dose is. (laughs) Check that. (laughs) Ask your doctor. This is important. Don't listen to some random woman on a podcast. Take that Benadryl. This is going to make you sleepy. Then take your little lovely carry-on bag to the restroom. Get in there like just as the lights are going off because otherwise you're going to be in the line with all the toddlers. So Mm. really like book it to that restroom, right? Now you're going to change. Put on your PJs. I know that seems weird. You're going to be that person wearing PJs on a flight. (laughs) But believe me, when you're waking up refreshed, you will feel better. Put those PJs on. Take all that makeup off if you're wearing it. If you're not wearing makeup, still use the wet wipes just to wash your face and feel really good. And put a layer of moisturizer. I use Nivea. Other brands are available. Put (laughs) an inch of moisturizer on your face. Put some Vaseline under your eyes. And also, this is really gross, put a little bit like up your nose. What? Because the air in the aeroplane is so dry that you're going to get a really dry nose. That's true. I know it's disgusting, but it's true. (laughs) Don't suffer a dry nose. Now, fill up your water bottle. You can also brush your teeth. I do, but it's not a necessary one. Now, go back to your seat. Now that you've spent 10 minutes changing, taking off your makeup and putting on moisturizer, the Benadryl will be taking effect. Perfect timing. (laughs) It's an antihistamine which has a side effect of drowsiness. Make sure, for God's sake, that you've got the drowsy kind. Otherwise, this isn't going to do anything. Now, get back into your seat. Put your headphones on, your noise cancelers that you bought with your money. Arrange your cushion and then put your scarf over your head. Literally drape it over you like a tent. You will look stupid. You are the woman in PJs with a tent on her head. It doesn't matter. That's brilliant. Fall asleep for seven hours. Amazing. <laughs> the scarf is brilliant. The scarf over the face is absolutely brilliant. It's wonderful. So, guys, please try that over the holiday period. And if it works, tweet me. Emmanuel, you want to try I'm going to try it, but I need to start shopping for all this stuff yeah. now. You do. Where should, you, where should they tweet you? Uh, you can tweet me personally at Teacup in the Bay, or you can tweet 
all of us at, at KQED Pop. This whole conversation has made me really want us to have a live show in Greece or Miami, mm-hmm. like we talked about, because I just want to fly with you now and see this happen. Honestly, it's, it's like military precision. I love it. Okay, so we all know that we're going to be crammed in a house. Some of us are going to be very happy about that for the holidays with our relatives. And even though we all love our relatives, we do have those family members who bring the dish. And you know what I mean by the dish. That item of food that nobody wants to touch Mm -hmm. or eat. (laughs) So I've come up with four strategies for you to avoid eating the dish, air quotes, at this holiday season with your relatives. And not to break in, could you just give me some examples of the dish? Oh, uh, okay. So listen, everybody does not know how to make potato salad correctly. (laughs) So that is an item of the dish. Everybody does not know how to make casseroles correctly. So that can be a scary situation depending on who's making Uh it. And some people like to think that they make good pies and desserts. Like, so my grandmother, you would say, everybody ain't able. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So tip one, avoidance. Okay. If you can avoid the dish at all costs, suggestions, pile as much edible food on your plate so that there's no room for the offending dish. And when Auntie Tish approaches you like, oh, have some of my insert dish here. Oh, you know what, Auntie? I have so much food on my plate. I'm going to have to come back for seconds. Oh, well, so Not. Was. Okay. <laughs> Never coming back. <laughs> Tip two. Feign an allergy or dietary restriction. Yes. Ooh. Okay. Ask the host what the dish is made of. Then when they explain the ingredients, latch on to whatever ingredient is most believable. So, like, suggestions. You know, Aunt Trish, I really would try that. Insert awful dish here. However, I've been having these really weird stomach issues anytime I eat. Insert ingredient here. I mean, my stomach just, you know what? This is not appropriate conversation before <laughs> dinner. <laughs> Let's talk about something else. Yes. Three, concealment. If you happen to have the food on your plate, what you can do is gradually sweep the food under another item. So like a roll, stuff it in a roll or under a roll, (laughs) under the salad, right? Now, if the relative is watching you, you might have to take at least one bite just to appease them. But the rest of it, just sweep it under there gradually. You want to be smart about it a little bit at a time so it looks like you're eating. And when you're done, just sweep it in the garbage can. Go back for seconds. And four, we talked about the childish tactic. Let's talk about the adult tactic. If all else fails and you have to eat it, drink. (laughs) Mm. wine can make almost anything taste palatable and you'll end up with one or two things one you won't barf or you can tolerate (laughs) it or two you'll pop off and you'll let auntie know (laughs) that you ain't eating it the dish is disgusting (laughs) i'm trish i'm drunk because of your dish you're welcome drunk and i'm gonna disrupt your ensuite bathroom later (laughs) so that's what you do okay so We've given you, listener, so many tips for this holiday season. You are totally ready to deal with anything that comes your way. So show some love by leaving us a review on iTunes. (laughs) Happy holidays. Ho, ho, ho. Or something. (laughs) Ding dong. (laughs) 